this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 42, and today we are talking about books released on February 23rd, 2016. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with my fellow well redhead, Rebecca Shinsky, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Hello. Hey, this is our 42nd episode, and as you know, 42 is the answer to everything, so... I was just going to make that joke. Yay! <laughs> and synchronicity. Now you can just call me Slarty Bartfoss. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and I listen to Hitchhiker's Guide. That's my stripper name. On... <laughs> Douglas Adams stripper names would just be, like, <laughs> that's a um, little name generator website that I would follow. Yeah. with a passion that's even better than literary roller derby names uh we listened to stephen fry narrate the first one on audio on a road trip a couple of summers ago and it's so great but i just perpetually hear slotty bot fast in my head <laughs> uh, it's actually someone following you around saying it you don't know that but probably is. so yeah any minute now my computer is going to become sentient and then i'll just be cooked and you'll be on a show with a computer that sounds like me. I wonder if you would know. It'll be okay. We could we could probably make a Rebecca generator. Oh yeah, I'm sure that that would not be that difficult. <laughs> well, I mean, you can make a generator for everybody, but this one would like read lots of books and have second breakfast and right. You know. I have some recurring themes, but none of them are on this episode. Actually, I don't have any short stories on this show or any debut novels. I don't think. And mine's all over the place too. Man, That's fun. Weird. Let's do it. Okay. Are you ready? Are you really I'm ready? ready? My right. body is ready. Let's do this. Okay. The first book I'm going to talk about is called Version Control by Dexter Palmer. It's a big, fat, science fiction-y, not far in the future novel, and it's awesome and rad. Um, it's about a couple named Rebecca and Philip. Rebecca is a customer support... I, I don't know the words. What am I looking for? Customer service rep, maybe, uh, for an internet dating site, on which she met her husband. Um... And she deals with, like, people calling and being like, I haven't had enough hot girls like my photos and all this stuff. And she tries to talk them into buying different plans so that hot girls will like their photos. It's kind of squeaky. And her husband is a scientist who is working on something called the Casualty Violation Device, which is something sort of science fiction-y, but very serious, but for funding and to get more attention for the project, he agrees to go on this TV show in which they turn it into, like... Look at this guy making a time machine. So now he's like the laughing stock of his his uh, science world because he's like, it's not a time machine. It's it's this thing, but it might actually be more of a time machine than he realizes. Um, and it's just about like the kind of like how the internet and computers interact with humans. From the math, I did some math based on when the age of one of the characters and when they said their birthday was. It's like around twenty twenty three, I think. Okay. But it's like it's so weird. Like the president introduces all the TV shows, 
Like, he gives a little talk at the beginning of each one. And he also, like, can pipe in and, like, buy... Like, they're sitting at dinner one day, and he comes up on all the screens in the restaurant, and he calls out, like, one of her friends, and is like, I want to buy you dessert just for being a great human and all this stuff. It's, like, really weird. Um, And they... Rebecca and Philip are having some problems in their marriage. Um, They've suffered a loss, and it's been really hard on them, and they're trying to decide what they're going to do, like, while all this crazy stuff is going on and Philip's career is is going mental and Rebecca's really unhappy and it's just it's so awesome it's like if our future I was trying to think do you know of any books where the future is a nice place because Hmm. I was trying to imagine like where everybody's happy in the future like that just doesn't ever seem to happen it's just like "Mm." no but I would read a novel called the future is a nice place oh okay yeah maybe we should get on that but this is like really rad he wrote a book called um oh go Dreams of Perpetual Motion, which I own, but I have not read yet, but I will definitely be going to dig up and read shortly after this. Um, it's just super rad. I think I've said that word like five times now. <laughs> I'm going to stop. It's called Version Control, and it is by Dexter Palmer. It sounds so good. It's so good! The future is a nice place. Yeah. Uh, before I get going, I want to shout out our first sponsor this week. FabFitFun is back. FabFitFun is a subscription box that has premium full-size, full-size people, fashion, beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. The box comes out once each season. It retails for $49.99, but it always has a value of over $200. And the welcome box that you'll get your first time around is actually worth over $300. And it's awesome. I can tell you this because they sent me one and I've been playing with it. You get a ton ton of stuff. It's really delightful to open the box and it's not filled with crap. It's not filled with tiny samples of things. These are all full-size products. There are therefore, you know, kind of living your best well-rounded lady life. Uh, there is a really great pair of earbuds by a company called Friends, which is F-R-E-N-D-S. Uh, it's called the Donna Earbud. Those alone are worth 80 bucks. I've been wearing them while walking the dog and working out and they've been great. Uh, you get some anti-aging eye serum that's also uh, I think worth about $88. Um, I would, am never going to spend that much money on aging serum for myself, but when it's included in a box, I'm happy to give it a try. There's a cool um, jump rope for you know fitness types, or you just want to feel cool carrying it around. A gift card to Shoptiques, which is an online retailer that pulls together a bunch of boutiques, and so you can go shopping with a gift card to that. And there's a little uh, gold and black sapphire necklace. Um, I got a heart shape. You might you might end up with a horseshoe. Some of the products vary. Um, there was some nail polish. There's a bunch of really great stuff in this welcome box, which is what you'll get if you subscribe right now. You go to fabfitfun.com and use the coupon code BOOKS to get $10 off your first box. That means you're paying $39.99 for your first box with a value of over $300. It's kind of hard to beat that. And you get the surprise and delight of not knowing what they're going to send you each time. Um, I think this is the third round of FabFitFun that we've had on the show. And so I've gotten sample boxes each time. And it's been great. Every one of them has had a bunch of things that I've liked. They are things that I have kept, that I've used. Some of them gave me gift ideas um, for things that other women in my life would like. If you want to treat yourself or you're looking for a gift idea um, for someone, these are definitely targeted toward a female customer. Um, But, you know, dudes might like some of this stuff too. So take a look, fabfitfun.com and use the code books for $10 off your first box. Thanks to them for sponsoring again this week. Okay. Are you ready to hear about my first book? Of course. 
It's called What Remains of Me by Allison Galen. Uh, this is a mystery. And I was just kind of like, I have been off my reading game the last couple of weeks. I really needed some things that I could just sink into and let the story happen. So I went to mystery thriller type stuff. Um, on the hottest night of the summer in 1980, Kelly Michelle Lund was a teenager and she allegedly and was convicted of storming into the home of a famed Hollywood director named John McFadden, who also happened to be the father of one of her friends and killing him. She spent more than 20 years in prison. Now she's been out for five. And John McFadden's best friend, who's an actor named Sterling Marshall, has also just now been killed in his home in a manner that is very similar to the way that McFadden was killed by Kelly Michelle Lund all those years ago. So, oh, and by the way, Kelly is married to this now dead actor's son, Shane, and they've known each other since they were teenagers. So we need to figure out who actually killed Sterling Marshall? Because it sure looks like Kelly Michelle Lund did. She is a suspect, but there are some other things going on. And we're not actually really sure all of the things that happened that summer night in 1980 and what led up to them. So the story bounces back and forth between 1980 and 2010. I found that really enjoyable. I love it when uh, when a novel moves back and forth in time, but especially something like a mystery rather than just like laying it all out there in a straight A to B line. I like unfolding on multiple timelines. That was really fun. Um, so we see 1980, we see 2010, and we we learned what really happened that night when John McFadden died. We also learn who killed Sterling Marshall and why. And we learn how crazy entwined all the characters in this book's lives are. Uh, it's like there were so many surprises while reading it. And so it's hard to like, I'm kind of having what you had on last week's episode where you can't say too much because like every 20 pages, there's another surprise. But most of them were things that I didn't see coming. Um, and I, you know, really enjoyed the story and the resolution. If you're it's a standalone too. So you don't have to have like read other things in a series or brace yourself for waiting for more. This is a self-contained mystery. And I dug it. It's it's called What Remains of Me by Alison Galen. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes, it was good. Oh, my goodness. I kind of just want to kick back and stretch and relax for a few <laughs> minutes. I'm just like, la, la, la. It's so hot in my office. It's like 60 degrees in Maine in February, and the sun is streaming through my window, and I'm just, like, getting really sleepy. <laughs> Let me make you a margarita. <laughs> It's like the world is ending. What is happening with this weather? I don't even know. Well, the know. future is a nice place, Liberty. Oh, okay. Well, in the next few minutes, it's still going to be sunny, so maybe you're right. What's next on your list? Oh, it is a novel based on an actual event. I love those. Mostly because I can talk about those events and not give away too much of the book. So mm. it's called Flight of Dreams. And, oh my goodness, I just lost the author's name. So I'm going to start telling you about it, and then I'm going to find that... Um, it's Ariel right. Lawhorn. Um, it's based on the Hindenburg disaster. Most, most everyone knows the Hindenburg disaster. If you're not familiar with it, it was when a German airship uh, caught on fire upon landing at the Naval Air Station in New Jersey on May 6, 1937. And 36 of the 97 people on board were killed in the fire. Um, it was a horrible disaster. Led Zeppelin took the name from that Um and this novel is, so what, so here's what I didn't know. For some reason in the back of my head, because I'm a little monster and I like to read about dark things, I always thought like I had read that the Hindenburg had caught on fire because it was filled with hydrogen and there was like a spark, but they never actually proved that. Like oh. it, they don't actually know. There was some talk that it was um, sabotage, that 
There were some people on board who, because it was it was like a Nazi propaganda ship, basically. And there, like, there were rumors that there were people on board who were anti-Nazi, and so it was actually blown up to like teach them a lesson, you know. Um, so what the author has done is taken like that kind of ambiguousness about the the cause and turned it into a novel. And it's like it's almost like an Agatha Christie novel, like a really really big Agatha Christie novel. Well, now I know exactly why you love it. <laughs> exactly. So. It's, it's basically, what it really is, it's like the Titanic movie in book form. Because here's like this giant famous disaster. You know people are going to die. You know that the craft is going down. But you don't know like how, like, well, in Titanic, you certainly know what happens. But um, <laughs> like, there's all these people on board. There's romance. There's spies. There's people who aren't, say, like, who, aren't who they say they are. Um, people sneaking around. And you have to figure out like which one of these people with these secret motives uh, is actually going to bring the ship down. And it's a ton of fun and really interesting. And also a little sad because you know that, like, some of these people are not going to to make it out. So um, I absolutely loved it. It was great. I read it in, like, two seconds. It was so much fun. And again, it is called Flight of Dreams by Ariel Lahorn. I don't know how to segue, so I'm just going to go. One of my favorite books of last year is out in paperback this week. It's called On the Move, A Life by Oliver Sacks. You probably recognize his name. He was well known for his brilliant and very empathetic books about neurology and psychology and the very unusual things that our brains can do. He wrote scores and scores of essays about the unique patients that he saw and the cases that they had, and he put them into these wonderful essay collections. Um, The man who mistook his wife for a hat is the first one that I ever read. So it really has held on for me. He wrote Musicophilia, which is about um, things that happen to our brains with music and like people who have traumatic brain injuries and then become musical prodigies and all kinds of amazing things. He was just fascinated with how the brain worked. Um, And he so he studied neurology and psychology and his books and his work with his patients were about the interplay of those just a really fascinating man. And on the move is his memoir. Um, It begins in his early adulthood. We learn a little bit about his childhood, but it's mostly about going off to school, getting his education, how he discovered that he wanted to go into medicine. It's also about his obsession with motorbikes, motorcycles, um, and his uh, discovery of himself as a young gay man in Britain at a time when that was not a thing that it was acceptable to be. Um, so we're, we're learning about how one of the best minds of our lifetimes became himself. Um, We see his love affairs, his intellectual affairs, how he falls in love with his work. Uh, It's just so wonderful. Oliver Sacks is a really brilliant storyteller. It can be so difficult to make medical stories and things that can be very technical come to life and feel very human. And he just not only never lost sight of the very human elements, of course, because these are things that happen to humans, um, but of what it is that brings our humanity out and how we can tell stories and explore science by in a way that really honors the humanity that is what drives all of it. And so to see him tell his own life story, and there are some really sad parts of this book. There are some difficult parts of it. Um, but he's he gives himself that same warmth uh, that he applied to all of the patients that he wrote about. I read it last year. It's out in paperback now. Um, I've been re-reading it on audio lately um, and kind of driving around in the car listening to him talk about his life is just so enchanting. So if you're thinking about this book, I highly recommend the audio. It is narrated by someone else because Oliver Sacks passed away. 
last year, but still worth listening to. If you can listen to some of his audiobooks that he reads, those are really wonderful. If you've never read Oliver Sacks, but you're fascinated by brains at all, or you think you might be, please, please go do. Uh, and so again, this is his memoir. It's called On the Move, A Life. I remember when the book came out and it has a picture of him when he's a young man on his yeah. motorcycle. And everyone was like, oh, hey. Oliver Sacks is smoking hot. <laughs> he is like in all of his, oh like, you know, the books of the last couple of decades, his bio has his picture of himself. He, like he looks like your really nice grandpa in most of those with yeah. his gray beard. And he has these warm, kind eyes. And you just think like this would be a nice person to sit and talk to. But he's so hot on the cover of On the Move. <laughs> yeah, I just remember the internet went mental. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, I meant the book is just so good. It's such a gift, I think, when the people who write so brilliantly about other people and their lives turn that same eye onto themselves and write about it. It's just very cool to hear about his life. I um, we should get to our next sponsor, probably. All right, let's rock it. Okay, so you know Vice, the website, they yes. have a TV channel launching on February 29th called Viceland. And they're going to have a bunch of different shows. But we watched the trailers for several of them. And we each have some picks, I think. So do you want to tell me about the Viceland show that you are looking forward to? Well, I think it's the, the one that you're most looking forward to as well. Because <laughs> it looks amazing. It's called Gaycation. And yes. it stars Ellen Page and in the trailer, she says she brings her best friend, Ian Daniel, along on a trip. And they go to all these different places around the world to explore LGBTQ cultures. Um, and they go to Japan and Brazil and places in America. And they just kind of discover, like, what the laws are, how people are living. Um, there's this amazing part in the trailer where she's like, being gay is not a choice. Like, when you're being persecuted and ridiculed and killed for your, mm -hmm. your choices, it's not a choice. And, and I think Ellen Page should be president. Um, so I'm very excited about this, <laughs> this show. Yeah, she's so smart and so well-spoken. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch, but also important and illuminating and interesting because people talk so often about like the gay lifestyle or the gay agenda as if gay people are this monolithic thing. And for this series, Paige and her best friend are setting off all over the world to look at what it's like to be gay in a whole bunch of different cultures and what the subcultures are within those. And there are some even like just in the short trailer, there are some heartbreaking yes. moments with people who talk about what it is like to live in a place where being gay is illegal or where it's dangerous because um, people believe it's sinful or because they will attack you. But there are also some really joyful, beautiful moments. And she seems like the exact right person to host this yes. kind of show. Um, she's in the, I think it's when they're in Japan and they're in the, like a gay district of Tokyo. And she's talking about how uh, she has been to that city before, but she never made it to the gay district because she was too closeted. Like being out um, in the public eye is relatively new for her. And so I'm interested in how she's going to bring that to the show. Also, there are a bunch of other series coming out on Viceland, though. Again, Viceland launches February 29th. One of the ones that I also watched a trailer for is called Balls Deep. And that was uh, my it, other pick. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what is this series going to be? Uh, but it's it stars a guy named Thomas Morton. And the idea is there are over 7 billion lives happening on Earth right now. Uh, some of them are great and some of them aren't, but pretty much all lives are interesting. And so Thomas Morton is going to just hang out with different groups of people all over the world and give their lives a try. 
Uh, the trailer for that looks really fun. There's also a show about food. There's a show about weed called Weedaket that's weed and people and politics, um, looking at the place of marijuana in American culture right now. Sort of, you know, all the stuff that Vice would cover, and it does have a very like Vicey feel. So if you're a fan of the website, you have a sense um, of what you're going to find. So look for Viceland launching February 29th and Gaycation, which uh, was our shared favorite pick, premieres on March 2nd at 10 p.m. And then we'll be on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. So thank you to Viceland for sponsoring this week. Oh, but I have more to say. Oh, you do? Please yeah. continue. Well, I just want to point out that the food show, which is called F That's Delicious and not the word F, is Fox. hosted is hosted by Action Bronson, the rapper. Oh, right, right. Like, which is insane. There's also a show called Motherboard, which is coming, which is about stuff like future stuff. And then we can say Omar is coming because there is a show called Black Market that's being hosted by Michael K. Williams, who should also be president. That um, is very relevant. So I'm I'm just super excited, and so I wanted to mention those things too. What if Ellen Page and Michael K. Williams ran for president together? That's what I was thinking. Like, he could be <laughs> vice president. That would be awesome. Vice President. Uh, oh. Uh, uh. Okay. Can we? Let's go on now. <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about unicorns. Would you like to hear about unicorns? Um. Yes. Except I think it's my turn. But you can talk about unicorns if oh, you want to. Wait. No. It is your turn. You're right. <laughs> well, now we've spoiled it. <laughs> Coming soon, unicorns. Yes. That was, that was our teaser trailer. <laughs> We're playing a little fast and loose with all the books okay. today. So my next pick is also based on historical events. It's called Dancing in the Barren Shadow by Fabian Josephat. And it takes place in Haiti in 1965 under the uh, during the leadership of Papa Doc, who is also known as uh, Francois Duvalier, who was not a good man. You know, one of those horrible, mm -hmm. terrible dictators. Um, and this book, this novel takes place in 1965. It's about two brothers named Raymond and Nicholas. Um, when they were young... Raymond was the hard worker, not afraid to get his hands dirty, but not great at school son. And Nicholas was like the brilliant genius, top in the class, but didn't want to do any of the hard work. So he was the mother's favorite, and Raymond was his father's favorite because his father was a farmer and, and worked the land. Um, and they kind of always had this sort of... Uh, disagreement about everything, really, between them. Um, Nicholas teased Raymond a lot for not being smart. Um, and so now they've grown up, and, and uh, Raymond is a taxi driver, and Nicholas is a law professor. And Nicholas has written this sort of manifesto against Papa Doc, which is really dangerous and crazy, because anyone who speaks out against him, you know, will be killed. Um, and what happens is... Uh, oh my god, I lost all my words. <laughs> All right. He's written a manifesto. Yes. He's written this manifesto. So um, one of Nicholas's friends sells him out and tells the government that he's written this thing against Papa Doc. And he is arrested and imprisoned. Now, Raymond is hiding from the police because of an incident that takes place. And his wife takes their children and flees Haiti. Like, she can't take any more. And she would rather risk her life trying to get to Miami than stay and see what happens to them. Um, so Raymond decides that without his family there and no job and, and no income... He's going to try and rescue Nicholas from this prison. Um, it's it's really hard because, I mean, it's horrifying the things that happened to people back then. 
Um, you know, and Francois Duvalier was president for a really long time. He named himself president for life in, like, 1964 and was president until he died in 1971. And he was responsible for the murder of, like, 60,000 Haitians and, like, oh, you damn. know, thousands more fled the country. Um, but she's really written this very sensitive, um, inf- like, informative novel, and it, it's wonderful. Um, so, again, it is called Dancing in the Barren Shadow. By Fabienne Josephat. Oh, and it's put out by Unnamed Press, who I absolutely love. I like to give them a little shout out every once in a while when I can. And now we need to talk about unicorns for real. Yeah, yeah, totally unrelated. (laughs) My goodness, it's so hot in my office. I was like, my brain is melting. I can't think of any words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so my next pick comes by way of Liberty. It's Unicorn versus Goblins, another Phoebe and her unicorn adventure by Dana Simpson. This is a kid's graphic novel. This is the third book in the series. And uh, we're going to have to tag team this one because I actually could not get the digital galley of Unicorn versus Goblins to work on my iPad. But I went back and I read the first one in the series and it is hysterical. The series is about a little girl named Phoebe and this magical unicorn that she discovers and uh, gets a wish from. And she wishes that the unicorn would become her best friend. So she and the unicorn, whose name is Marigold Heavenly Nostrils, become best friends. Uh, And it's sweet, but it's also hilarious. Marigold Heavenly Nostrils is a very sarcastic unicorn, and she's also a very narcissistic unicorn. Um, She's perpetually not showing up where Phoebe wants her to be because she gets distracted looking at her reflection in puddles of water. Uh, And there's like great jokes and a great voice. If you read, I don't know, like Nimona last year, and you like that sort of sensibility of uh, not quite snarky, but a sarcastic, jokey, not altogether earnest voice in a kid's graphic novel. I think you'll dig Phoebe and Marigold. Uh, This book, Unicorn vs. Goblins, is about the summer that they spend together. And apparently Marigold has given Phoebe's frenemy Dakota sentient hair. It's awesome. What is that about? It has a life of its own. And it's like, (laughs) so it's it's kind of a graphic novel, but it's not like each of the the comics like stand on their own. It's kind of Mm -hmm. like Calvin and Hobbes. Um, but like, there's one where her, her front of me goes to have her hair done because her hair is out of control because it has its own life. And it like holds up a sign, like, you know, like rebelling against it. And she, and she steals all the, the tools from the hairdresser because she won't let them touch the hair. Um, it's so cute. It's very Calvin and Hobbes ish. Like I just absolutely adored it to pieces. Yeah, it's so it's just so much fun. I was sitting here in my office this morning reading it and there's like a, Uh, There's a scene where Phoebe wants to become more popular and well-liked at school, so she's going to bring Marigold Heavenly Nostrils for show and tell. And that doesn't go so well because Marigold is off staring into a pool, enchanted by her own reflection. But then they decide to Google what is it that best friends do together. And so they gossip and they have a pillow fight and all sorts like, you know, a pillow gets impaled on Marigold's horn and you learn the real origin of the word unicorn, according at least to Marigold Heavenly Nostrils. It's so funny. And also, like, how do you does not love a unicorn whose name is Marigold Heavenly Nostrils. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in Dana Simpson's brain, but I would like to be there. Yes. So I was I was thinking about this earlier because I was thinking I would give you a unicorn name, <laughs> like based on my unicorn name generator in my head. And like and so going off the whole like flower adjective body part sort of thing, uh-huh. I think oh, I would God. I think I would name you Petunia Sparkly Ovaries. <laughs> I will take it. I will name you Tulip 
<laughs> rambunctious <laughs> toenails. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's and, awesome. And together we will be sparkle pony. That's right. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to one of our Book Riot contributors, Emma Nichols, because she is the one who told me about this series oh, when I was on their you, drunken, Emma. she has the Drunken Booksellers podcast, and when I was a guest on there, she was telling me about this, and I was like, what? So, <laughs> I'm so glad that this series is in my life now. Yes, it's awesome. So great. I don't know how we're going to recover from that, but it's over to you, Tulip. Okay, so this is my last pick. It is called Kill the Boy Band by Goldie Moldovsky. And I read this book because Nikki Much, who works for Scholastic, shoved it in my hands as soon as I was within a book shoving reach at BEA last year. Um, and it's really fun. It reminded me of Killing Mr. Griffin by Lois Duncan. Oh, Did you ever yes. read that? Mm-hmm. Oh, many times. And sometimes I, I'm like, I think about those books, like the Christopher Pike books, and I'm like, do uh-huh. they still write like really dark? Like to me, for some reason, Hunger Games books aren't dark books. Like... It's like, that's the future, and that's weird stuff going on, but, like, you know, realistic dark books. Uh-huh. Well... Oh, all those fear streets. Yeah. Meet Kill the Boy Band. Um, I also had to read it because she said her influences were Buffy the Vampire Slayer and John Irving, and I was like, soulmate! <laughs> yes. So, it's about these four girls named Erin, Isabel, Apple, and Sloan. They are best friends and super fangirls of the Ruperts, which is the biggest boy band in the country at the time. Um, and they discover that the Ruperts will be staying in a hotel in their city, so they decide that they are going to kidnap one of them. And right then is basically when everything starts to go wrong. They end up kidnapping the wrong one. They kidnap, they call him the ugly one. He's not, they're all, all the boys in the band are named Rupert, and he's not the one that they wanted, but now they're stuck with him. And then... (laughs) They got the wrong Rupert. They got the wrong Rupert. Um, and then things get dark. Can I say dark AF? Like, yes, holy cats. <laughs> it gets really, really dark, and there's murder, and people don't know who to trust each like, want, like, they don't know who they can trust, if they can trust each other, and, like, their friendships are falling apart, and it's very stressful. But it is so funny at the same time. Like, so funny. This woman is hilarious. Um, just a really hilarious take on fangirls and pop culture, and I loved it. Again, it's called Kill the Boy Band by Goldie Moldovsky. That sounds so good. It's so good. Uh, my last pick this week is a, woo, I can't wait to read this uh, because I haven't gotten my hands on it yet. It's A Gathering of Shadows by V.E. Schwab. This is the follow-up to A Darker Shade of Magic, which I just talked about a couple of weeks ago when it came out in paperback. A bunch of you recommended it to me after I fell really super hard for Sorcerer, uh, for Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho last year. And I loved Darker Shade of Magic so much with the like overlapping different parts of London and the battle for magical things. This new one picked picks up apparently four months uh, from the start of Darker Shade of Magic, and it's a continuation. So you're going to need to read Darker Shade of Magic first, but if you like fantasy and stories about magic and alternate Londons, uh, which are all things that I just can't resist, then you should read the first one, and then we can all pick up A Gathering of Shadows together because it's out this week. That's awesome. I saw a photo on her Instagram where she made herself a throne out of all the (laughs) copies that she had signed of her new book. So if you buy like a signed copy from somewhere, there's a good chance that V.E. Schwab's butt has touched it. (laughs) There was also one that her dog licked. So you never know. They should definitely mark that one. Definitely. That's that's a a sales pitch right there. (laughs) You're welcome. This has been the all the books free book marketing moment. (laughs) (laughs) I know. 
<laughs> we could also give her a unicorn name, but I don't know her, so I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't pick. No, she might smite us. All right, those are new releases. Somehow we made it through the show this week. <laughs> what are you going to read now, Liberty? Oh, I'm so excited. I got the new Helen Phillips. Helen Phillips wrote The Beautiful Bureaucrat, which I talked about last year, which was that sort of weird office novel. Um, this is a book of short stories. And Lauren Groff says, I love Helen Phillips' wild, brilliant, eccentric brain. And I do, too. So it's called Some Possible Solutions, and I'm going to read it. Which is, like, the only story collection mentioned on the podcast today, which is I know, very I was actually, strange. I was going to maybe mention that one, too. It's sitting on my desk right now. <gasps> uh, <laughs> we're having synchronicity all over the place. Yeah. I actually, I don't know what I'm going to read next. We're going to sort of double up the next couple episodes um, in preparation for this trip I'm taking. And so I'm, like, cramming to do a couple weeks worth of reading in one week and I just really don't know what that's going to be. I'm going to read all the books. So that's where we're going to leave it. Um, Uh, Can I just say one more thing? Of course. It felt really weird to not talk about my boobs today. (laughs) Because we've done it so many weeks in a row. Yeah, I don't know. I still had two good jokes left and and they're right in front of me. Do you need to get them out? No, that was the joke. Never mind. It bombed. <laughs> what was my unicorn name again? I forgot. Petunia. I don't remember. I just threw out my notes. So hold on. Petunia. It was something. Petunia Sparkly Ovaries. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks again to our sponsors, <laughs> FabFitFun. You can go to FabFitFun.com and use the offer code BOOKS to save $10 on your first box. And also thanks to Viceland. It launches February 29th and Gaycation starts on March 2nd. Uh, go to Viceland.com for more information and find out how you can watch those shows. You can drop us a line at all the books at BookRiot.com. I am Petunia Sparkly Ovaries, and you can find me on Twitter at Rebecca Shinsky, S-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y, Miss Liberty is tulip rambunctious toenails you can find her on on twitter at miss liberty if you've got a minute and you like this unicorn name generating thing we'd be happy to make one for you she actually has one i forgot to mention that part there's you can actually find one online Oh, okay. You can generate your own name or we can make one up for you. And you can uh, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes so that other people, uh, you know who they are, who are right listeners for this show can find their way to us. (laughs) I'm still (laughs) laughing. And as much as we would love to tell you about more books out today, we just don't have the time. But you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com. Say it with me. Slash all the books. All the books. As well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter. So, happy reading! Happy reading!